Podcast. Today is May 30th, 2023, and I'm your host, William Harris, aka William Is Bill. Follow me on Twitter at William Is Bill. Today we are back to wrap up my mock draft 1.0. Originally, I did 1 through 15. If you do not remember what that was, because I believe it was last week. <laughs> Number one, I had the Spurs taking Wimbyama, Hornets, Scoot Henderson, Blazers, Brandon Miller. Rockets, Amen Thompson, Pistons, Taylor Hendricks, Magic, Cam Whitmore, Pacers, Grady Dick, Wizards, Anthony Black, Jazz, Jalen Hood, Shafino, the Mavs, Gigi Jackson, 11 had the Magic taken, Jordan Hawkins, OKC, Leonard Miller, Raptors, Keontae George, Pelicans, Imani Bates, and 15, the Hawks taking Noah Clowney. You want to see that episode? Scroll back a few on my YouTube, on the podcast channel, all that good stuff. It's there. But today, we're going to finish the part two. I could have did 16 through 30, but let's just go ahead and do 16 to the end of the draft. It's 58 total picks, but I'm going to say 60 because I'm even going to give you selections for who the two forfeited teams should have picked if they had their picks. But, you know, um, it's a great time in the NBA right now. The Heat just advanced to the NBA Finals against the Nuggets. That's going to be fun. Had to go ahead and get this mock draft completed before the June 12th deadline. That is going to change people's mock drafts slightly because that is the day, the last day that the players have to decide if they're going to go back to college or stay in the draft. So there'll be a couple people maybe on this list that will go back to college. But for the most part, I think I nailed most of the players that are going to be in the draft. You know, guys like Jordan Walsh, uh, players like that, I don't really have on this list because I don't, I mean, I just really think they should go back to school. So we'll see what happens with that. But normally I start from the bottom to the top. Since we're going 16 to 60, let's start at number 16. And for my mock draft 1.0, I have the Utah Jazz at 16 selecting Asar Thompson. A lot of people are like, why is he so low? In my opinion, I think this is pretty much a good range for him somewhere between 10 and 16 probably, uh, because being a shooting guard, his skill set is not as needed or wanted as a point guard like his brother, Amen Thompson. Asar averaged 16.7 boards, six assists, two and a half steals, and one block per game at overtime elite. And I mean, those are awesome numbers. That's what everyone's looking for. But again, the competition at overtime elite, a little sketch, his position you know, where he's he going to come in into the NBA and find a role to start. Um, I believe at 16 with the Jazz, that'll be a good opportunity for him. You know, he's a decent three-point shooter. Believe it or not, you know, you hear a lot about him and his brother's bad three-point shooting. But, you know, as far as offensive game, I think he's a little raw. He's kind of clunky getting to the rim. But he is great in transition, just like his brother. Of course, I'm sure he would hate to hear anyone saying your brother your brother your brother but I mean that he he's his twin so you have to think of him when it comes to mind but he still should be a really good NBA player he's making strides on the offensive side of the court a lot of people's news has been coming out lately that he can play point guard as well I'm not sure on that it's possible if he can play point guard if the NBA uses him as a point guard he'll be more valuable because at the two guard position I just think he is not going to start and he'll be a decent role player. If he can be a point guard and have all these same skills, he can move up. But right now his shot and form 
are not really smooth and natural. It looks like it was made in a factory to me. So being a shooting guard, that's something he's going to have to work on. Work on. He does move his feet well. Um, you know, he can make his life miserable for his uh, the guy he's defending. Kind of like that reminds me of Davion Mitchell. He did that uh, at times too. But Osar has the size and the length that you are looking for that could keep him on the court even more than Davion Mitchell. Number 17, the Lakers get their man, Kobe Bufkin. That's right, bringing another Kobe to L.A. Kobe Bufkin from Michigan. I think they would be ecstatic to get this selection. Kobe averaged 14 points, four and a half boards, three assists per game, 1.3 steals per game. He's a left-handed guard with a really nice jumper. He's kind of a combo guard. If he can secure that point guard position, look out. I mean, because he would be more valuable as strictly a point guard. And he has the height at six foot four, six foot five. You know, he's he's better than a lot of guys that were in the draft last year that did not that did not translate or did not get opportunity. So I think he will fit in the league. Um, you know, he's a good shot blocker for his size as well. Moves his feet well. Um, plays good defense. Super hat, fast hands, you know, to get steals. Like I said, over a steal a game. And 0.7 blocks per game. So that's almost a block per game for basically a point guard. So Kobe Bufkin, not to mention what he can do offensively. He's sneakily explosive at the rim. Nice floater, excellent finger roll. The Lakers, I don't think they have secured a point guard. <laughs> To this point, they've tried with Westbrook, tried with D'Lo. So if Kobe can come in there and provide a spark for them and grow with the team, I think it would be awesome for them. Number 18, the Heat, as I mentioned earlier, advanced to the finals. If they could bring in this offensive powerhouse, they would be ecstatic. Bryce Sensabaugh from Ohio State, 6'6", 235, average 16 points, five boards, and his probably his best attribute is that he shot 40.5% from three. Very, very natural basketball player. Has all the moves, can do anything you want to on the offensive side of the ball. And he even has great power attacking the rim. A lot of these guys in this draft are around 195, 200 pounds. He's 235. So on top of the offensive game, he has the NBA body. Some might say he might need to lose 10 pounds or so, but he still moves well. But I think losing 10 pounds might help him move his feet better on defense. But offense, the game is ready to go. I think the Heat would be ecstatic, like I said, to get Bryce Sensible. Another team that would be ecstatic, the Warriors at 19 to get Jarris Walker. A guy, many players, many scouts, uh, shows like this that do mock draft, say Jarris Walker is a guaranteed top 10 pick. In my opinion, he's in the 25 range. Uh, I think I have him ranked 26. But I have the Warriors at 19. They cannot pass on a talent like this. He's going to fit a role, come right in, and help the team. You know, they love Draymond. Draymond is not the most talented player, but he fits the role perfectly. And Jarris Walker scored 11 points per game, seven boards, two assists, one steal, one block, 46% from the field. You know, he's six foot eight, 240 pounds. That's kind of why I'm a little iffy on him. He's a little undersized height-wise at six eight to be a power forward. And he's a little too big to be a small forward. You know, he but I think he's a good role player, good fitting piece for a team. He can bang or play in the perimeter. He can shoot the three well, gets good paint position, has a quick first step, burst of acceleration. Uh, sometimes he settles for fadeaway jumpers. 
in the paint or floaters to avoid contact. You don't really want that. Um, but he does move his feet well and uh, plays good defense. Every team wants that. In my opinion, he kind of reminds me of Grant Williams on the Celtics. So that's why I can't have him as a lottery pick. I think he'll be a good team player, but I don't think he's going to transform your team or anything to be lottery worth. <laughs> Number 20, the Rockets are back on the clock. They had the fourth pick. I had him taking amen. Number 20, I have him taking City Suzoko. Welcome to the city. Six eight four from the G League Ignite, 19 years old, average 11 points, three boards, three assists, one steal, one block per game, 31% from three at 6'8". He plays like he's 6'10", you know, very athletic young man, uh, but he can play the small forward, shooting guard. He can play a little power forward too, can get to the rack with ease. And I think he will move up draft boards as the day comes. I think I have him ranked in this area around tw- – I have him 22nd, and I have him moved up to 20th to the Rockets. And I think he will fit well with this team. They don't really have a 6'8 guy that could fit that small forward role uh, perfectly. You know, and I think he'll fit right in. You know, they get their point guard of the future and the first pick, small forward of the future with their – 20, 20th pick in the draft, and I think the Rockets will be very happy with that. We don't know what they're doing with James Harden, but if they were to have a lineup of Amen Thompson, Jalen Green, City Suzoko, Jabari Smith, Alperin Sengun, I mean, that's super bright future. I don't know what else to say about that. I would be happy with that. Next, the Nets are on the clock back-to-back. I'll go ahead and hit them both. First, with their 21st selection, I have them taking Kaysen Wallace. And then at number 22, I have them taking Derek Whitehead. Yes, Kaysen Wallace, uh, a lot of people have him as a lottery pick as well. I have him ranked around 26, 27. And he's a point guard from Kentucky, 6'4", average 12 points, four boards, four assists per game, two steals per game, which is great. That's why a lot of people are high on him because of his defense, his hands, Um good overall player i think everything is good i don't think anything is necessarily great you know except for maybe the defense but uh, i don't think he's stopping nba players right away you know no matter like drew holiday gets scored on you know so what is case wallace going to do to make him a lottery pick i don't know i think he would be a top backup point guard in the league or a low-end starter um but for the nets they need that they they need a point guard at this range at 21 this is a great landing spot for Casey Wallace. Good shooter. Like I said, solid guard. He can hit the spot up three-point shot. He can get to the rack, hit the pull-up J, and blow by his defenders at times. But normally, he's methodically working his way down the court to run the offense. You know, I don't know if Kentucky held him back or not. But from what I've seen, this is a good landing spot from Casey Wallace. And hopefully, he can develop and get even better, and I think he will be able to do that, but, you know, he has had a few back issues at Kentucky, but it's been reported as it was just back spasm, and he's okay, but teams would do their due diligence because back issues are nothing to sneeze at. No team wants to deal with that, so, (laughs) but, and, you know, I said he's a good shot blocker for a point guard as well, half a block per game, so Casey Wallace to the Nets, and with their second pick, like I said, Derek Whitehead, my sixth-ranked player, Falls to number 22, and that is only because of his foot injuries. He's going to have a second foot surgery right around now, <laughs> and uh, that's going to hurt him. You know, teams don't like that. Like I mentioned with Casey, they don't like back injuries. 
They don't like foot injuries. Uh, it's not a knee injury. So I think Derek will be okay. Um, if I was a team, I would take a higher risk on him, probably still take him near the lottery. Like I said, he's my sixth ranked player. If you can afford to be patient with him, it's worth it. But the Nets, I think, would be getting a steal. And they're not relying on this player because they have two first-round picks to come in and help them win right away. Although it's been said that he will be ready for the start of the season, I think they would take it easy on him after that second foot surgery. They're not going to just act like it didn't happen. So the Nets are not a team that's ready to win right now because of how their star players left. <laughs> You're kind of rebuilding with, you know, um, Malik uh, Bridges, Mount uh, Bridges. I can't even think of his name right now. You know who I'm talking about, but Bridges for <laughs> the Nets. Uh, Mikael Bridges, thank you. Gosh, that was going to get on my nerves all day. But having Dariq and Kaysen with Mikael Bridges and you have the center, I'm not even going there. <laughs> There's going to be a nice rebuild to the team. I can see his face, but I can't think of his name either. But anyway, Derek Whitehead, if you don't know about him, he looked like a pro out there playing against college guys at Duke. Um, you instantly see pro talent. Great shooter, 42%, 43% from three. Probably the best three-point shooter in the class. Can Euro step, pull up off the dribble. He's ridiculously talent, in my opinion. Um, he's just a baller out there. He's not just a guy going through the motions, trying to do everything the coach tells him. He's just an athlete, player, perfect, perfect, perfect prospect, pretty much. And he has a great size uh, to boot at six foot seven. You know, he only averaged eight points per game, two and a half boards, and almost one steal per game. And that was because he was limited for minutes, 16 minutes per game at Duke. But what he showed in that limited time showed me he's still one of the top players in this draft and a steal at 22 for the Nets. 23, Portland Trailblazers back on the clock. They got Brandon Miller earlier. At 23, I haven't taken Jet Howard. I think he'll be a great fit. Jet Howard from Michigan, 14 points per game. Six foot eight. That's been said. He's a little bit shorter than that. Um, 37% from three. If you look at his tape, he looks like Melo out there. Uh, Carmelo, you know, great career tip that I had to Carmelo Anthony. He just retired from the NBA after 19 years. Jet Howard looks like baby Melo out there. He has star potential, great handle, can shake his defender, can pull up and hit the J or drive by his man and get to the rack. And Portland, I think they could use some talent at that small four position. They have the one, the two, and the five uh, lockdown. But I think with Brandon Miller and Jet Howard, they could secure the three and the four. So that would be a great selection, in my opinion. 24, the Kings. I have them taking Maxwell Lewis. This was one of the harder selections for me because Maxwell Lewis is very talented. The Kings, do what position do they need? Really, you would say a center. Uh, you could say a shooting guard. But, you know, they have Malik Monk. They have Kevin Herter. But are they really shooting guards of the future? Are they starters? Are they who you want to be in your starting lineup? for the future to get over the hump to win a championship. I don't know. So there's no center right here that I feel that would fit the king. So instead of reaching tremendously, I think you go with the best shooting guard left on the board. And that is Maxwell Lewis from Pepperdine, six foot seven, great size, 
Uh, he's a little skinny at 195, but average 17 points and six boards per game, 35% from three. He's a flashy two guard, great crossover, an array of moves to get to the rim whenever time he whenever he wants. Very athletic, and that's not what they have right now currently in Sacramento. So he has a nice layup package, very nifty with the finger roll. You know, I think the only issue with him is his level of competition. You know, that type of thing went on with Jalen Williams last year at Santa Clara. Um, so Maxwell Lewis has that star potential. He may need some time to develop to be able to fit in with this team that's ready to win now. But if you can be patient on him, have him develop in the G League maybe the first half of the season, he might can sneak into the lineup and be the shooting guard of the future for this Kings team. So that was 16 through 24. I'll say it for you if you're on podcast, you may have missed one. 16 was the Jazz with Osar Thompson. 17, Lakers with Kobe Buffkin. Heat with Bryce Sensorball, Warriors, Jarris Walker, Rockets, City Suzoko, Nets, Kaysom Wallace, Nets, Derek Whitehead, Portland, Jet Howard, and the Kings with Maxwell Lewis at 24. Now, let's go. Let's keep it going. Number 25, the Memphis Grizzlies. I have them taking Jalen Wilson from Kansas, six foot eight, 225 pounds, average 20 points per game. You don't see that that often with the draft picks. A lot of guys are averaging 8, 10, 12, 14. 20 points per game, eight boards, and he shot 34% from three. His knock would be he's 22 years old. So, you know, he's a junior at 22 years old. But he has NBA range, high release on his shot. In my opinion, one of the best small forwards in this class. He can create his own shot, has the outside and inside game. And going to the Grizzlies, I think with Dylan Brooks leaving, they need a small forward. Perfect fit for them to come in there, Jalen Wilson. And normally you say there's a knock on your age being 22. For the Grizzlies, that's great. They want an older player. They're ready to win now. They don't want an 18-year-old. You know, I talked to uh, my man David Williams from the Sports Ethos Grizzlies. He's like, honestly, it would be best if we traded this pick. We don't want rookies. So getting this 22-year-old Jalen Wilson, very mature player, can do everything the Grizzlies need and want, and then has that upside to get even better. Jalen Wilson, perfect fit for the Grizzlies. Number 26, the Pacers. I have them selecting Usman Njaye. And Usman Njaye is 19 years old from Senegal. And, you know, earlier they had that pick of Grady Dick. That kind of completes their lineup for the most part. So I'm going to have them take a risk on Usman Njaye, a guy that people say, it needs some time to develop. In my opinion, throw him in there. See what he can do. But even if he does need time to develop, this is your second first-round pick. The Pacers are in a rebuild. You're not trying to win right now. Even if he has to take a year to develop and get where you want, he has all the makings and potential of a superstar. Uh, he's six foot 11, 210 pounds, you know, and he shot 32% from three. Uh, so he can shoot. He can play defense. Um, he handles the ball like a point guard at times. He's an enigma. He's a unicorn. He's a pro at catching the ball. Great hands. Can take his man off the dribble, get to the rack. At times, he plays out of control. That's the thing he's going to have to develop and get better coaching on, learn on the job. But with more experience and strength, I mean, Usman Njaye is a sneaky player that I think a team like the Pacers would be perfect for 
to take a shot on because you already got your sure thing with Grady Dick for the most part. You know what he's going to be. Now take a swing at 26 and get Ushman and Jaye. 27, I have the Hornets who are back on the clock. They selected Scoot Henderson earlier. Now I have them taking a bigger guy and Trace Jackson Davis from Indiana. Six foot nine. He kind of was a senior at Indiana, but he'll be a power forward in the NBA. But he averaged 21 points per game, 11 boards. That's what you want to see. And three blocks per game. You have to you have to take that if you need it, you know. And the Hornets could use that size to go along with Mark Williams. Who knows if P.J. Washington will be back. But Trace Jackson Davis is a very athletic big man. Moves great for his size. Can score off the dribble or the post up. You know, has some ball handling skills. I think he'll fit right in. He reminds me of Larry Nance a little bit. But he's a player that if the worst is Larry Nance and the ceiling is a lot higher, it's a steal right here at 27 for the Hornets. Now, 28 for the Jazz. They're back on the clock. Had them taking a point guard earlier. Now they're taking Chris Murray with the 28th selection from Iowa. Keegan Murray's brother, six foot eight from Iowa, averaged 20 points per game, eight boards. So we're getting into some of the older prospects, the more mature prospects, and you see the points are increasing with these guys. 20 points, eight boards, 30, 33.5% from three. Lefty kind of has an old man game. Slow crossover, but he has nice touch in the paint. You know, he does a lot of pump fakes and ball fakes to get his shot. That is kind of due to his lack of athleticism. But he can shoot three pretty well. He doesn't have to be a small ball four. You know, I think he can be okay in the NBA. Kind of a Kyle Anderson-like type. Uh, But he's a good defender, just a little slow. Contest shots really well. He's one of those players, like I said, does things good, nothing necessarily great. But he's kind of the perfect prospect for the Utah Jazz. I can see him fitting right in there. Good selection right there. Now, number 29, the Pacers are back on the clock again. Now, they picked earlier Grady Dick. Just picked recently with Usman and Jay at 26. Now they're back on the clock again at 29. And they're taking Bobby Clintman, the 6'10", 4 from Wake Forest. Did not put up many good numbers at all at Wake Forest. Only played 20 minutes per game. But if you look at his team, his skills, his tape from the Swedish team, because he is from Sweden, um, the under-20 team, that's where he balled out. That's where he averaged 16 points and 10 boards. I cannot explain to you why he only played 20 minutes per game at Wake Forest, but it was an epic failure on their part. Um, but he's a diamond in the rough, in my opinion. He showed it. He, he can do everything you need on the court. Not at Wake Forest, though. <laughs> but he's a great team player. He he displayed that at Wake Forest. He's not selfish at all. But he also showed he can be a lob threat, be an aggressive dunker, good rebounder, and shoot the three pretty well, 37% from three. Is very impressive. So I think uh, Bobby Clintman, Bobby Clintman will be a great selection for the Pacers because, you know, they have like four picks in the top 32. So it's ridiculous. Um, but Bobby Clintman's ceil- ceiling is untapped because he was held back at Wake Forest. Number 30, the last selection of the first round, the Clippers are on the clock. And I had them selecting Marcus Sasser. They were in desperate need of a point guard. They tried John Wall. They brought in Bones Highland. Uh, this guy, that guy, they have Jason Preston. They never really gave an opportunity to. 
But Marcus Sasser, my 19th break prospect, falls to them at 30. He's a senior, so, you know, teams hate that. But he averaged 17 points per game, three boards, three assists, one and a half steals, 38.4% from three. Great stats right there. You know, I think he could have came out last year. He decided to come back this year. Didn't really help his draft position because I have him in this range. But he got better as a player. He got healthier. Last year, he was banged up. I'll just put it to you like this. He has a little Damian Lillard in his game. So that's what you want to see. In my opinion, he's much better than Cason Wallace. Uh, much better than Anthony Black, but I don't think teams are necessarily going to select him in the lottery because he's six foot two and he's a senior. But I love him. I love his game. I hope he translates. But you know, I love guys like um, David Duke as well. He has not yet paid off. He actually went undrafted, but he has done pretty well for the Nets. But he has not secured a starting role in the NBA. And you know, like I said, Marcus Sasser at six foot two. Could have an uphill battle to get to that point, but the talent is there and definitely worth the risk for the Clippers at 30 to select Marcus Sasser. Now, we're getting into the second round. Probably after pick 40, I'm going to just zoom through them, but some of these guys still deserve love too because they are first-round talent. How the Pistons at 31 taking Julian Strother from Gonzaga. 28th ranked prospect, great three-point shooter, 41% from three, six foot seven, ridiculous range, good athleticism, quick first step, nice package of moves, and clutch. He could have came out last year as well. Perfect fit for the Pistons at 31, Julian Strawler. Pacers, like I said, back on the clock again. Why not take another swing for the fences? Bilal Koulibaly, a lot of people have him in the lottery. I don't see it yet, but I wouldn't hate it. But I think he's in the 20 to 33 range. But Bilal Koulibaly, 6'6 from France, average 12 points, four boards, one and a half steals, uh, 35% from three, 18 years old, nice handle, super long wingspan, athletic guard, can create his own shot. And he doesn't, you know, when you think of a player from France, you think of like a Nicholas Batum or like soft type of players, but he plays like an American street baller, you know, <laughs> very nice and smooth, nice aggression. He can Euro step, finger roll. He does a lot more than the typical international player. So he's perfect prospect to take a risk on in the late first or early second. And I have him going to the Pacers at 32. Pacers are going to have to trade some of them picks. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Next, 33, the Spurs are back on the clock. They got Wimbayama. Their lineup is pretty loaded with young talent at this point. You could say their upgrade now needs to be a point guard. So let's go with Kobe Jones from Xavier or Xavier. Um, he's kind of a combo guard at 6'5", but if he can play the sole point guard for the Spurs, this could be a real nice fit. Average 15.6 boards, 4.5 assists per game, over a steal per game, 38% from three. He's 21 years old, so of course that's why he's in this range. But he takes what the defense gives him, you know, a lot of hesitations and change of pace to get to where he needs to go. Plays below the rim, even though he's 6'5", plays like he's like 6'3". But very efficient player, excellent three-point shooter, good playmaker, really good passer, which will work well for him in the NBA, especially being 6'5", and especially if he goes to the Spurs and plays with Victor Wimbenyama. So, and he contests shots very well, too. He's going to be a bright spot on defense. So that would be a home run draft for the Spurs if they get Wimby and Kobe. Right. There you go. That's your T-shirt right there. 
Next, I have the Hornets on the clock at 34, taking Yannick Craig from Spain. He's similar to Bilal Koulibaly, in my opinion, but I think he could be better. He did not play that much in Spain, but his body type and athleticism is what everyone's looking for. Six foot eight, seven foot two wingspan, uh, gets to the rim very well, very athletic, quick first step, nice handle. Uh, he, ha- he has a really good form on his shot as well, you know, very natural shooter. He can back his man down to score, really good defender. I love his game. I love his potential. And right now, this is the Hornets' third selection, so they don't need him to play right away. Um, he can develop in the G League or stay overseas for a year. And I think you can look out because he could be special. Yannick Craig, that's a guy you probably have never heard before. Let's recap 25 to 34. Grizz, Jalen Wilson, Pacers, Ujman and Jaye, Hornets, Trace Jackson Davis, Jazz, Chris Murray, Pacers, Bobby Clintman, Clippers, Marcus Sasser, Pistons, Julian Strawler, Pacers, Bilal Koulibaly, Spurs, Kobe Jones, Hornets, Yannick Craig. Now, starting with number 35, the Celtics are on the clock. Just got eliminated from the playoffs uh, in game seven against the Heat. What do we think the Celtics need? I would say a big man. You know, they had Robert Williams, had Al Horford. That was kind of a, you know, you're asking a lot of Al Horford at 53 years old to do everything he's doing for the Celtics. But, I mean, he could possibly not come back. And, you know, Robert Williams was off and on the court. He's had a lot of injuries, and he needs some help as well. And Robert Williams is like six foot nine, So why not bring in Derek Lively? The center from Duke, seven foot one, two hundred thirty pounds. Horrible stats at Duke, <laughs> uh, you know, except for the blocks. He averaged five points, five rebounds, two and a half blocks. The numbers are horrible. I mean, it's just ridiculous. That's why I have him at thirty five. If you're this lottery talent, you should have been able to do more than this at Duke. But he has a nice little baby hook shot, soft touch near the rim. Definitely a lob threat. Potential to be a good rebounder. But he really is just a rim runner and a great shot blocker right now. He's 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 a good help defender, but he's gonna have to develop a lot. But as far as what the Celtics need, that's what they need: rim runner, rebounder, shot blocker. So I think he will fit well with this team. And if he continues to develop, get a shot, he could maybe be more. But at the minimum, I think this is a great spot for Derek Lively and for the Celtics at thirty-five. Number thirty-six, Ben Shepard from Belmont. 6'6 guard, average 19 points, five boards, three assists, one and a half steals per game, shot 41% for three. He's my 32nd ranked prospect, and I'm going 36 to the Magic because you got to fit guys in there. But it's funny to me, a lot of people are jumping on the Ben Shepard bandwagon after the combine. He performed excellently, performed just like he did in college at Belmont, but a lot of people slept on him because he was at Belmont. But uh, before the combine, I had him at 32 so a lot of a lot of these guys that we're listening to you're listening to are kind of sheep i hate to say it they're following the trends you know that's why my my boards and mock drafts may look different than everyone else because i do not follow consistent everyone else does now everybody's moving ben shepherd up and everybody's like oh ben shepherd who is he you know don't be surprised if a lot of other guys on my list will start moving up people's boards. Like I just mentioned, uh, you know, Yannick Craig, 
you know, you haven't heard of him. But if he starts moving up boards, you don't know why. But <laughs> Ben Shepard, lethal three-point shooter, clutch, fast basketball player, drives to the rack with ease, finishes with style. He definitely looked like a superior player to his competition. So that's the only negative that there was because if can he do it against elite competition? He showed that he could in the combine. Teams are still going to want to see a lot more. But the Magic can always use a shooting guard. They really don't need this many picks either. But <laughs> if they take this selection, Ben Shepard will be a great fit. They need three-point shooting. They got it earlier with my guard from UConn. Now they'll be getting it again with Ben Shepard at 36. Number 37, OKC is on the clock. I have him taking Grant Nelson from North Dakota State. Another guy, He's now he's debatable whether he will return to college or enter the draft. I think he's good enough to enter the draft, especially in this range. He's 6'10". He's a unicorn. Averaged 18 points, 9 boards. Shot around 30% for 3 for, for his career. Uh, you know, he's 6'10", 6'11", but he can play like a guard. Nice crossover, can blow by his man, get to the rack, attack the rack, attack the rack viciously as well. Very natural ball handler, which is rare for a 6'10 guy. He truly, truly moves like a guard. It's not like one of those that I'm saying he's tall, he moves like a guard. He really moves like a guard. He's definitely worth the risk in the early second. Um, you know, he posterizes guys on dunks. And I mean, to be more descriptive to you, this is a white American player, and you do not see that this often with a 6'10 athletic guard type of player in his body type, his body shape, his race. So Grant Nelson, I'm very impressed by him, but no matter the race, he's a he's a guy that is a unicorn and you should take a shot on. You know, like I said, Ujman and Jaye, similar in a different way. It's kind of the same, though, too, you know. But I think <sighs> Grant Nelson is a name you should remember. Hopefully he comes out. Hopefully he's been getting good uh, feedback, and he'll be drafted in the early second or late first, and he will come out because he's a good shot blocker as well. But if he doesn't, he'll just be moved up even more for next year. But OKC is a perfect team to take a risk on Grant Nelson. Number 38, the fall ends, the drop ends for Nick Smith from Arkansas. Have him going 38 to the Kings, 6'5 guard from Arkansas. He's my 30th ranked prospect, but then to fit him on a team that would make sense, I couldn't find one until 38 with Sacramento. Now, this, you know, this is my draft 1.0. I can see him moving up boards, my board on the next one, because this does feel low, even for me. Because there was things I did not like about his games. There was things that I did like. He looks small out there, even though he's six foot five. He can hit the floater very well. Uh, he can drive left or right. Very fast player. Um, takes a lot of contested shots, which is not good. Um, doesn't create a lot of space. Um, but he can light it up when he's hot. Like I said, he's a Malik Monk type of player. And that's not really a first-round talent. But that is a guy that can help a team. You know, you get Malik Monk. Like, the Lakers got him free agency. Like, the Kings got him free agency. But if he wants to be a point guard, now that could help him out. Or if he wants to just polish his position, maybe it'll be worth the risk in the first. But it's still a little bit sketchy, and I can see him falling a little bit. But, I mean, a lot of people still have him in the top 20, so he can go either way. 
But if the Kings get him at 38, it's worth the risk. And they can hold on to him and coach him up, especially with Mike Brown. He definitely would coach him up to get him where he needs to be. Um, but he was a former number one overall player in the class of 2022. So I think Nick Smith will be just fine. Number 39, the Hornets on the clock again. They don't need all these picks either. But I have him taking Kobe Brown, the forward from Missouri. Underside forward, he would have to play a three in the NBA at that size of six foot seven, but he's 240 pounds. So if he loses a little weight, I mean, he really could be special in my opinion. Average 16 points, six and a half boards, two and a half assists, one and a half steals. But listen to this, 45% from three. Excellent three-point shooter. Good driver to the rack, good passer as well. He's always looking for the open man or cutter going to the rim. He's a great, great creator of turnovers. Uh, you know, he's undersized big. He's pretty much the perfect college player, but he can do everything the NBA players need. He just needs, I wish he was 6'9", but he's 6'7". So we'll see how he'll translate with that size. But like I've mentioned before, there's been undersized guys that have flourished before. Um, so if he can play the four, he's going to be excellent. But if he can play the three, he's going to have a little work to do. Worth the risk for Charlotte at 39. Number 40, the Nuggets are on the clock. I have them taking Zvonimir Ivicic from Croatia. Now, you never heard of him. You will. He'll be moving up draft boards, I'm sure. He only averaged four points, three boards, and one block per game in nine minutes per game. But I found this guy just for y'all. He's a good shot blocker. He's He has a nice shot, can shoot threes. That's what you want to hear. Very aggressive in the paint, and not just that he can shoot threes, like, oh, he'll shoot one every three games. No, he's a good three-point shooter, like Jokic. And, you know, he moves very well for a 7-2 center, potential to be a really good center in the NBA, give him a year or two maybe. Um, But, and like in my comparison on my big board, it was especially in the wake of how well Jokic has developed. Jokic was drafted in this range during commercial, during the Taco Bell commercial, around 41-42. If Denver does not have a backup center at all, if they take Zvonimir Ivicic from Croatia, who can, who has a little bit of Jokic-like tendencies, except for he's more athletic, and they coach him up, have him playing one-on-one, five-on-five with Jokic every day, and they don't, they don't need a draft pick at all anyway. Their team is by far the best in the league. They've shown that all playoffs. Why not take the risk on Zvonimir Ivicic from Croatia and see if you can have Jokic 2.0? Like, not better than Jokic, but just like when Jokic has to come out of the game, you have someone that can step in and not miss a beat because that's the only thing they're missing is a backup center because DeAndre Jordan ain't it. <laughs> so Zvonimir Ivicic... Look out. And I mean, his competition that he played against was elite. You know, a lot of overseas players are playing against average competition. Overtime elite guys, average competition. Zvonimir was playing against elite competition. So very impressive in his limited minutes. But he's shown to me he will be a steal for the Nuggets. So look out. Now, number 41, Deron Holmes. The Hornets are on the clock again. So we're going to speed through 41 through 60. Let's get this part over with. But the Hornets could use a backup center. They have Mark Williams. Um, so Deron Holmes, 6'10 from Dayton, you know, can give Mark Williams a little bit of a rest out there. 
because Kai Jones and JT Thor, I don't know if they're going to make it for the Hornets, but a backup center is always useful. And he averaged 19 and a half points per game, eight boards per game, two blocks per game. He's going to be a steal for someone if he's in this range. He played at Dayton, so a smaller school, but a center needy team just snatched this guy up. Charlotte would just be having an embarrassment of riches at this point if they were to take Deron Holmes at 41. 42, Terquavion Smith from NC State. That's a bit of a fall for him, but the Wizards would be lucky to get him here. They selected Anthony Black in the first round. So he's kind of a combo point guard in my position. In my opinion, Terquavion is a true point guard. 6'4", great size as well, but there's questions about his efficiency, his shot selection, his assist making. So he can develop behind Anthony Black or with Anthony Black. They get two point guards to secure. So one of them will work, right? We'll see. 43, the Portland Trailblazers back on the clock. I have them selecting Tristan Vucevic from Serbia. Vucevic. It's a little different than Vucevic. Vucevic. Um, 20 years old, six foot ten, shoots the three very well, moves great, athletic big man, cutter to the rim. Great shooter. And I mean, they could use that position as a 6'10 player in Portland. You know, their center now is aging out. So why not bring in Tristan Vucevic? And he can learn from him as well. Now, 44, the Spurs are back on the clock. Have them taking a guy you never heard of, Burke Buyuktensel from Turkey. Burke Buyuktensel from Turkey. Very impressive shooter, 6'9, 210 pounds can handle the ball very well, can drive to the rack and score. He's a lefty, very skilled player, perfect spur. He can uh, evolve into a star. I mean, he can play in the post or the perimeter, has a nice little crossover, very athletic. Uh, and I think, you know, the Spurs love those international guys. They could get a steal with Burke Bajuktan sale. 45, the Grizz are back on the clock. I have him taking a backup point guard. Last year they took one. Didn't really pan out. You know, he was undersized. This one is two inches taller. <laughs> Grant Sherfield from Oklahoma, 39% from three, ever 16 points per game. Great shooter, extremely smart player, very poised, has a high basketball IQ. Grant Sherfield come in there and be a great backup point guard for the Grizz. 46, the Hawks. I have him taking Nikolai Durisic from Serbia, six foot eight, 215 pounds. And really, it's just the Hawks don't need anything. So why not take a risk on this international player with great footwork and craftiness? Uh, great shooter. His game should translate to the NBA, in my opinion. He has great playmaking ability. Good on defense. Nikolai Durisic, he's climbing up draft boards as well. Let's go ahead and go to 47. The Lakers, everyone wants to know who the Lakers are taking. I haven't taken Kobe Bufkin earlier. Right now, I haven't taken Azulos Tabellis, and he's from Arizona. He is Lithuanian, but he played at Arizona. Six foot 11, big man, 20 points, nine boards per game. The Lakers could use a big man that can score. They only have Anthony Davis. Who's behind him? Mobamba didn't really play. He's not a scorer, not a shooter. Azulos Tabellis can fill that role. Great touch around the rim. I mean, I think that would be a steal as well. If they get Azulis and Kobe, home run draft for the Lakers. 48, the Clippers haven't taken Muhammad Gay from Washington State. They need a center. I mean, you know, they have, um, I can't even think of his name, but he's a decent center. 
I'm just so focused on the rookies. I can't think of any of the pros' names right now. Um, but they need a center that could potentially start or just be a good backup. And Muhammad Gay is that guy. And he he's a, he can even shoot the three a little bit, 28% from three. But that's not what his job was. But he can still shoot it uh, at the right place at the right time. Good big man. Very hard to stop in college. He can help provide some depth or eventually start for the Clippers. Muhammad Gay. 40 Nine, the Cavs, I have him taking Omari Moore. He's a guy that I found before most anyone else, and he performed well at the Combine. From San Jose State, six foot six guard, 17 and a half points, five boards, five assists, almost a block and a steal per game, shot 34% from three, explosive athlete, great first step, uh, great handle, really good shooter. I think he'll be a great shooting guard. Potential small forward, and the Cavs can use a small forward or shooting guard because, you know, Karis LeVert's there, but he's very inconsistent at this stage in his career. Amari Moore could be that guy for Cleveland to come in and, at minimum, provide depth. 50, OKC back on the clock. Get him a big man, Adam Sanogo from UConn. He's 6'9", but he's a beast in the paint. He has a nice shot and touch. He can help provide some girth for Chet. And he has skill as well. So, you know, he averaged 17 points, eight boards per game, and 36% from three. So, Sanago uh, will be a great selection at 54 OKC, and he's from UConn. 51 Nets are back on the clock. Have him taking James Naji, center from Barcelona that a lot of people have going 30 or 40 selections higher than this. He's a super high leaper, very raw, but he plays the pick and roll well, runs the floor well. Right now, I think he's just a big body that can, can provide good defense, good rebounds, um, but has a lot to learn. Very raw. 52, the Suns are on the clock finally. Their first selection at 52. I have them taking Eric Gaines from UAB. Backup point guard for them. You know, we just, we'll see what Chris Paul does, but he's an elite on-ball defender. Great at getting steals. Very athletic. And at 6'2", is very surprising because – he can blow by you and just dunk on you in the rim. You know, he's a fancy player. I love his game. I wish he was a little bit taller, but he has star talent, Eric Gaines. That would be a great selection for Phoenix, especially at 52. 53, the Timberwolves on the clock. They need a point guard. They have Conley, but he's aging out. Reese Beekman, 6'3 from Virginia, nine and a half points per game, two steals per game. He's a ball hawk. He gets steals better than just about anyone in his class. Great handle. Can break you down. He's a true leader and point guard. So Minnesota could be getting a potential starting point guard at 53. 54, I have the Kings selecting Jordan Miller. Really good, solid shooting guard from Miami. Very smooth guard, clutch player, good all-around player. And to be getting him at 54, that's a great steal. I mean, he's a value pick here. They probably should trade this pick. But... Great value pick here. He's a fifth-year senior, but can shoot 35% from three. 55, I have the Pacers taking Ryan Rupert because this is like their 20th pick in this draft. And you can take the risk on a raw young man, very skinny, athletic, foreign international player. That it just has great athleticism and wingspan, basically. He he needs some time to develop. Let him develop. <laughs> 56. I have the Grizzlies taking Terry Shannon, senior, uh, 17 points, four and a half boards per game. Fast, solid guard, good shooter. 
good depth for Memphis. He's from Illinois. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, the Bulls had the 57th pick and the Sixers had the 58th pick. Those picks were forfeited because of tampering and all that bad stuff that they shouldn't have been doing. So, <laughs> but I'm going to tell you who the Bulls should select, should have selected if they still had this pick, which they do not. But that would have been Coleman Hawkins from Illinois, the 6'10 big man who can shoot the three, very soft touch, um, great form, but didn't go in as much as it should. But they could use a big, big man that can shoot. He uh, is not really a banger, kind of soft, but they could use him. That would have been a good selection for the Bulls at 57. But they lost that, so they do not get Coleman Hawkins. And 58 would have been for the Sixers. Ricky Council, the 6'6 guard from Arkansas, Flashy, powerful dunker, incredible in transition. Um, good, solid athlete for Philly to develop. But they don't get Ricky Council because they forfeit the pick. Now, back to the real draft. <laughs> um, so this would be pick 59, technically. The Wizards on the clock. And I haven't taken Amari Bailey. He's my 49th ranked player, but he has slid to 59. But it would be a steal for the Wizards, to get another guard from UCLA. He averaged 11 points per game, 39% from three, you know, and I think he is better than he portrayed himself at UCLA. He's going to be a nice, sturdy guy off the bench that could develop into more, but he's a very safe player, Amari Bailey. And for my final selection, the Bucks are on the clock. I have him selecting, and this is a steal of a pick for them. They have questions about the center position with Brooke Lopez, potentially leaving and even if he doesn't leave he's really old so they need a backup center cliff omarui from rutgers he is nigerian but he played for rutgers so he's six foot 11 240 pounds 13 points almost 10 boards and two blocks per game great shot blocker gets great position in the paint and he's definitely draft worthy you could say i could see him going in the 30s maybe 40s so if they got him at 58 that is a steal for the Bucks with Cliff Omarui. So I hope you enjoyed the pod. Gave you a pod pack full of content for you right there. If that was too much, let me know. You want to <laughs> give me feedback on my picks? Who was too low? Who was too high? Who did I leave off? Because there was some guys left off that a lot of people love. But I can just give you who I think deserves to be selected. And, you know, I just have to say thank you all so much for listening. And sticking with me on this pod, finally had to get this mic draft completed. Uh, and I just thank you for your patience with me. And I'm going to have more pods coming out soon. And we'll definitely do a mic draft 2.0 after the withdrawal date of June 12th. Thank you all for listening. I'm out of here. Peace. Subscribe. <laughs>